Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, I've got a bit of a bonus podcast for you. Um, obviously, there's the usual previews, reaction shows, and the Monday pods with Gareth and Stephen. But I'm joined tonight uh, by Conor McLaughlin, uh, former Sunderland defender Conor McLaughlin. And uh, we're just going to have a bit of a, a chat, really, about his time at Sunderland and his career. Um, so, Conor, thanks very much for joining us. It's, uh, it's great to have you on. No problem, cheers for having me. No problem. Uh, how are you doing? You okay? How's summer summer treating you? Not bad. I mean, I've had an extended summer. I've been I've had a summer since January. <laughs> but, um, well, <laughs> when I finished, so uh, it's been extended break for me. But got a bit bit bored now, so trying to get doing a few bits and pieces. Uh, nice. Well, yeah. Obviously, you retired. Um, announced your retirement back in April, wasn't it? Um, yeah, in April. So how's it? How has it been then? Obviously, playing football for years. How's it? You said you get a little bit bored, but it must have been all right at first. A little bit. Of it a break. was. Ne- it was nice to have a break, sort of January time when you know I went away on a couple of holidays. Whenever you can never usually do it, so that sort of things. It was good for a bit of freedom around that time. But yeah, you realise you know you've played football your whole life since you were about six or five six years old. So it's all you ever know, um, and then you get a bit bored, and now. Trying to get sort of back into things, doing a bit of coaching and um, starting a bit of scouting as well. Oh, are you doing? Are you doing that for any particular club, or is it just? Yeah, I'm doing it for a club, but I can't really say anything yet because ah, it, it should be starting in the next few weeks, which I'll be able to say something. Oh, lovely! No, that's great. It's good to obviously get back into the game and stuff. Having having retired through, through injury, was that obviously your retirement was to come? Was it something you knew for? For a while, or obviously when you were at Sunderland, did you have an inkling that there was a problem that was going to be long-term, or was it more, not sudden, but did it come on after you left? Um, no, it was during the time there, my second year. It was, that's why it was probably a bit harder to take, because obviously in my first year, it didn't really go well. So when I first started playing in the second year, I was sort of enjoying myself. Playing week in week out for the first few months of the first up till Christmas in the second season, and then um, ended up getting a hernia. Since then, I just had a lot of problems and ended up sort of getting rushed back before the end of the season to sort of try and get back fit in time for the Lincoln and the playoffs, and then since that. Coming back from that, I ended up fracturing a, a sacrum, sacrum bone 
in my pelvis, which when I went to, went down to London to see a specialist, said he's never seen it before in a footballer. So wow, that was, and then I was out of contract at the time as well. So that oh. was sort of tough to take it, you know, knowing you're going to be out for 12 weeks at least before you can even start jogging. Wasn't allowed to jo- like do anything for 12 weeks. So you have no like club. Worst possible time. What's, you know, what's going to happen. So, um, and then I couldn't, like I knew there was problems still going on where like problems from the hernias ended up getting an infection, a bone infection from, a, well, I don't know exactly when it was, but um, it got worse over that summer and I ended up going to Fleetwood and having to be playing on, um, or only able to train once or twice a week at most, having to have an injection before every game I was able to play. And then after the games, I literally couldn't walk up the stairs. So I knew there was a big problem. And then I went to, in January, I went down to see the same specialist that had done my hernias and stuff and that's when I sort of this sort of thought it was a an infection a bone infection no it's I guess it's one of them isn't it where you've got to weigh up like obviously in your early 30s and it but at the same time you don't want to get to your late 30s and be you know completely knackered and it's not it's obviously a tough decision to be made and obviously a sad one but let's look uh, back at, at the time it's on and then we Joining in uh, 2019 and Jack Ross, you played in the three managers at Sunderland, didn't you? So Jack, it's I don't know, we've, had, thing. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of managers. So. <laughs> we, um, oh, you came in after the obviously we our first season in League One. We lost in the playoff final. Mm. Um, what was coming in coming in at that time? What was the atmosphere around the club like? In terms of. I had I didn't really get a feel for the atmosphere around the club, but it was just purely from going in with players, the staff, and everything. Everything seemed good. Yeah, they seemed all happy. Seemed obviously they missed out in the playoff final the year before, but I remember going in the first day and just the standard of the training. I was just like, like I just came from Millwall in the championship, where like the standard wasn't as high as it was at some really? of the time. Yeah, in terms of like technical players, obviously there were. Millwall were obviously a better team at the time, but in terms yeah. of like winning and stuff, um, I was like, there's, you know, obviously you had Aidan McGeady and players like that where you that obviously play at higher levels. But um, I just remember, yeah, there was a good group that um, seemed happy at the time. Yeah, it was a strange one that that season. Obviously, um, I remember it went down to I think Jack Ross. Jack Ross's last game was at Lincoln, I think, um, and we lost that two 0 It was. Obviously, Ross brought you in. When there's a a change in manager, what what's it like at a at a club? Is it how, when Jack Ross left? What was the feeling like amongst the players? It was weird because we all we all liked Jack Ross. His training was good. Obviously, the results hadn't been good at the start of the season, but it's I don't know how many new players signed that year. It, it just seemed like with like we didn't know our best team at the time. Yeah. I'm obviously results change that as well because there's pressure that comes with that and then you're trying to find your best team so I don't know if things would have changed if I went on longer but it just seemed that you know all the, all the players were, were were pretty happy with them so um and then obviously any change in manager it's in terms of players sort of like everything's up in the air again you don't know who's going to be starting now you have to everyone has to you know well you have to impress anyway but 
especially now when a new manager is coming in. Yeah, it was um, a strange time. I mean, it's been a strange, well, <laughs> however many years you want to call it, it's been strange forever, but it's been particularly strange over the last few seasons. And I think it was where after the playoff final, I think if we hadn't, we had to win the first five games or something really for the fun. Not that it was going to turn, but it was just, we all thought we'd get promoted in the first season. Yeah. and that we, we never, I mean, certainly never envisaged four seasons in League One. Um, it, it was something that I, I like Jack Ross as a guy. We, we did a few, we did a couple of things with him and he was, he was a nice, a nice guy. We played some nice football. Um, and it was just, it kind of felt, I remember that the Bolton game we drew one one at their place and the Lincoln game and it was a shame because it but it it did kind of feel that it might not have been going anywhere in hindsight you know Phil Parkinson comes in um, what was it, was it how much different was it under Parkinson the obviously the the, the training methods was it. He, he, he was never he never fit in at Sunderland, Phil Parkinson, for for me and for for many fans really. It was weird for me because when I was at Millwall, he wanted me to go to Bolton where he was at the time. Oh well. So I was thinking, oh, is he going to hold a grudge against me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was totally different. Um, obviously, Parky's a lot more old school than Jack Ross, mm. so training was completely different. Um, and then, but we'd. He'd obviously seen his record with Bradford and promotions and stuff in Bolton as well. So, um, obviously, his methods obviously work. So, um, I just I think it just wasn't the right fit for for Sunderland. No, it was. It wasn't a, an appointment that got anyone excited. Really, it was it's like Jack Ross was quite. We played some nice stuff, as I said, and it was like a sort of a, a younger up and coming manager in it. I don't know. It never, it never felt right with Parkinson. Or we, to be fair, points of that season, and obviously that season's was just incredibly strange with the way it ended. But we played some nice stuff at times. We, we when we started games well, we'd, we'd often be out of sight. I remember playing um, Wickham and just hammering them with four nil, three or four nil up at half time. Um, so it was just, and then obviously the strange times came after in sort of March, and but it was. Do you feel it at that at that point that if because we were picking up a bit of momentum and we lost to Bristol Rovers, mm-hmm. do you feel it if the season had hadn't been curtailed? Obviously, we finished eighth in the end. Do you think that we stood a good chance of of going because it did seem to be building not. Nothing. It wasn't incredible form, but we were certainly on the rise up the table. I think so. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it was the last sort of was it Bristol and it was a game before. Was it at home with Drew or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, Gillingham, I think. Yeah, yeah, playing Gillingham. Yeah. <laughs> Every oh, it was hard. But, um, yeah, apart from the empty results, I thought obviously the way we were going that sort of second half of the season, it was looking like we were going to get in the playoffs and stuff. Um, but I don't know, it was weird then a couple of years. We just seemed to play in patches. Mm. You go like on a long stretch of good form, a couple of bad results then you know, on a on a stretch of bad form for a lot of games. So I don't know, it was just a weird it was a weird stage. And 
as I said, like that that uh, sort of that season where COVID stopped it. Um, yeah, I think I think we probably would have. Yeah, it did feel that there was some really good performances, particularly at home. Lincoln was one another one. Um, just been out of sight and just comfortably winning games, and then obviously the the season ends. And I, I mean that that time it seemed it just over two and a half years ago now, which is just crazy. But what's it like as a footballer to just well, you can't like you you not you have to keep fit as well. Like how how difficult was that? It was hard. I mean, like you can't go and use we can go and use the training ground or no. I was literally road running and running around the grass pitch down by a Sunday league team there. Really? So I was the I was, I'd burnt lap tracks around the, the pitch. <laughs> like, Major my, running track. Over that I don't know what period it was, might have been six weeks or something. Like literally just I ended up running the tra- actual track around it. Um and then that's all you can because you're by yourself, you, there's only so much you can do in terms of football work. Yeah. You've got all you do is keep yourself fit in terms of run, but that's why it was hard, you know, when you come back because you have to build up back up again. Yeah, you're building, you, you, it's just completely different fitness levels, isn't it? You're building up your yeah, stamina, maybe, but it's not much. And obviously, our season didn't even continue. So I think it was never going to once there was the option of teams yeah. voting to end the season because there were no fans in and stuff. There's various reasons. Wickham. Obviously, being the big, the biggest uh, winners, really, having yeah. finished outside the playoffs and getting promoted, no, um, no. it was just crazy. I mean, it's totally unprecedented and will never ever happen again. You, you would have thought, no, hopefully not. Um, so then, you kind of the season's announced that it's going to start. It obviously starts late, um, but there's no fans anywhere, and that must have been obviously. It, it, obviously difficult for any footballer, but our stadium's enormous, hmm. and you—it must have been so weird. It's sort of a well, when we were playing home, it was a leveler for the away team, anyway. Yeah, um, which made it difficult for us. But um, yeah, I think well, it's the same for any team, but especially when we were playing at home, um, we missed that support. You know, when you get on top of teams, they just absolutely crumble. So yeah. Um, that sort of yeah didn't help us at all that season. It was um obviously we were it just felt like the whole season that, that season obviously started under under Phil Parkinson. It just felt like it was very much for for me as a fan. Obviously we go every week and it's like part of your life and it's just you're watching it. Like I'm stood in the kitchen now and this is just <laughs> where I was watching the games just on the laptop and on the side or plugged into the telly and it just felt like that the season didn't count. It was just yeah. like something to do. It, yeah, like, almost like the games didn't feel. Things. Yeah, like the the games didn't feel real. Like obviously, the, the your match preparation would have been different. The away teams getting changed. They weren't allowed to use the changing room. They were using right? the, they were using the players' lounge. Really, I mean, <laughs> and just, they had to go up the stand and walk down and stuff. It was just weird. Yeah, the whole thing's weird. And then obviously you had. Um, uh, the club commentary, so obviously the streaming things um, started off the back of that. Could you hear the? Could you hear uh, the, the commentary and all everyone in the stands and what? The... You could hear like obviously there was some people in the stadium in terms of like club staff and stuff, but you couldn't really hear. I couldn't really hear the commentary. Or anything. No, I was just wondering because uh, um, Frankie and, and Danny Danny Collins 
Um, you know them obviously. I, I know them well, and they yeah. were saying that it was just so surreal being able to. You're in a league game. Yeah. Um, just you echo. just hear every word that the players are saying, and it's just. <laughs> Is um, I just wondered if it was the other way around if you could hear that. If you could hear that, um, I suppose you just could all hear the players swearing and everything. Yeah, I remember <laughs> watching it. I don't know if you watched um, much of the Premier League at the time, but if you turned the yeah. had, you know, they had the, the crowd noise, yeah. If you turned that off, the, the amount of apologizing they had to do on, <laughs> on a commentary, it was like just don't apologize. People are watching football, it's football, it's, yeah, it's football. Um, so that. Obviously, we didn't start. I think we drew the first game, Bristol Rovers. Um, was that, yeah. And then we beat Oxford, but then, I mean, it was it. It wasn't good at that time, and I think we ended up in the bottom half of the, the division at some point. And Lee, Lee Johnson came in. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm honest, I, again, I wasn't a a fan of he very much split opinion between fans as well. He, again we had we played some nice stuff under under Johnson and when we were good we were very good. Um but when we were bad mm-hmm. we were quite bad. What was he like generally? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. As a coach, he was class. He was very good. Yeah. Um, sort of as a man manager, I didn't sort of take them that well. Um, mm-hmm. Just from obviously experience of previous managers, but in terms of coaching and stuff, he was really good. Yeah. Okay. He plays some. We did the football was excellent. We particularly, I mean, scored a lot of goals, mm-hmm. but there were games where I remember playing like Accrington at home. And ended up drawing that three three, yeah. And it's like you can't be doing this. Like if you're trying to get promoted, and yeah, I think for, for me the the most surreal thing for that season was we hadn't been to a match I think from March 2020, and I think it was May 2021 when we, when we played Lincoln um, in the semi final, and that. To me, when there were, you, I think there were ten thousand people in. That was stranger than no fans. Yeah, like the limited crowd. It was so just the atmosphere was quite good actually. But I think everyone. Back was just, into the tide, not it? Yeah, 
Um, but it was very, we had to be there an hour and a half before kickoff to stagger the entrances. And I don't know, it just there's felt... There's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of contradictory rules on there at the time. Sort of. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you, can do, you can do that, but you can't do that. You can do this, but you can't do that. That didn't make any sense. So, yeah, well, I, I remember going to that game and then just going to the pub after. So, yeah, like we couldn't, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, like you, couldn't, exactly. <laughs> you could just have to sit outside but wear a mask at the match. But then we just went to the pub after and just sat at a big table with everyone. It was just you know, <laughs> make your mind up, like, <laughs> what were you allowed to do? Oh. And, but I think that was, cr- it was crushing that to lose that like that because obviously we pummeled Lincoln in the first half of that game and we yeah. should have been well I remember Charlie White having having that uh, chance when he yeah. uh, should have been out we should have been outside and obviously they missed a penalty and you think oh great yeah and then obviously they, it was just yeah it was it I, I that was just all Horrendous that losing that <laughs> that yeah, season, that's, but that's sort of the result of the few years before, wasn't it? Like it's just playoff after playoff, and then yeah, and it, it is totally you know obviously as well. Like we we kind of fancied us, and we we beat we won at Wembley that season, which is like I often forget yeah. about. It was just that yeah, Wembley as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like. How weird! I know you, you talked about this with, with Graham before, before the playoff final, but that must have been. I mean, Wembley's enormous. <laughs> enormous. It must. What was it like playing at an empty Wembley? Sort of like because we won as well. Sort of bittersweet. Like yeah, that could have been whatever 70,000 Sunderland supporters. And you've you've won a trophy with Sunderland, but it's been yeah. Sunderland won. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, been a while since there's been a trophy lifted at Sunderland, but that's what I mean. It's sort of like if you had experienced that in your career, then it's something to look back on even better than it is now. But at the end of the day, you still have to take away the the good. Oh, I mean, absolutely. We're all you know, buzzing to to win something. I mean, it was it's been so long since anything nice had happened to mm. to the club really. And I think a lot of that did go a long way last season when we got to Wembley. So, oh, we've won here. Yeah, it's fine. Because we'd never won there before. It yeah. was very much something that played on everyone's minds. Yeah. Um but it was just so surreal. Sat on a it was a Sunday afternoon. It was just I'll just watch it on the telly at home. We couldn't even go out and watch it, which made it Right. So the celebrations after was it just what was the celebrations like? Weird. <laughs> it's like yeah. You couldn't go up the steps, which is another thing. So yeah. They had it on the pitch where we were all throwing champagne over each other, but there can't be any fans there. No. Um, you couldn't go to a bar after. No, you go into the change room, celebrate a wee bit, but then it's just like I think we had Accrington away on the Tuesday <laughs> as well. We're all like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally got Change straight back on the train up home training. What, what was it? Day after, two days after. So it was sort of yeah. It was just like we won, right? Let's go to the next match. <laughs> it was um, the, just the overwhelming feeling at the time was, of course we were going to win that one. Mm-hmm. It's Sunderland. This is just what happens to us. Like it's just we're so like we're always 
that club that things happened to like that. And it was, yeah, we've won it, but no one was able to go. And we we would have, it would have been full almost, I would have thought. Really, the only thing we were thinking after that was like, we better not go on. Not get a or not get a win against Accrington on the Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we did win. To be fair, I went Ross, Stewart. Wedding, I think. Ross Stewart uh, first yeah. first goal. goal yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it was a uh, obviously at the end of that season. You, um, yeah, out of contracts and then, mm-hmm. um, and then moved on to Fleetwood. Um, after that, and then obviously now, um, yeah, tired. But just to obviously, we've we've got a few players you'll have, you'll have played with um, for Ireland. Corey Evans, um, captain, who has really became such an important player for us. Yeah. Like he's he obviously didn't play at Sheffield the other night uh, or last night, um, and he's such a mess when he doesn't play. Which when he it took it took him a while to find his feet. To be mm-hmm. fair. Um, but yeah, what's he? You you must have been great to play with him. Yeah, he's, I've played football with him since I was about 12, 13 back in Northern Ireland. Yeah, he was sort of a couple of years or a year or two above me, but we play, both played at like this Man United School of Excellence thing that happened in Northern Ireland. Um, so I've known him for ages. He's not, he, I love him like, <laughs> yeah, so he's like when he plays, he's like, he's really good organizer, good pass through the ball he just keeps everyone calm as well at the same time um, then you've got Daniel Ballard now as well oh of course been, been he got injured as well he's a, he's broke his he broke his foot yeah he uh, got injured against uh, uh, who <laughs> we played on Sunday uh, here we are yeah yeah. Um, he's a bad tackle actually I haven't seen it but he's, yeah. not, he's not a good player that I'm sure he was flying at Millwall last season so I'm sure yeah He'll be a big mess. He looks so comfortable coming into to the obviously playing in the championship last season, but he just looks so comfortable at this level. He's, yeah. he's he, he really really does, and yeah, it'll be a mess. Um, obviously, we've got Bailey Wright um, to come in. Just a little bully when I was impressed, yeah. wasn't? Yeah, really. Yeah, we have I love Bailey Wright. Everyone likes Bailey Wright. He seems like just the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, it's a, um, we've got we've got a good set of players. Obviously, Evans is captain, and he just feels like a, a natural captain. Um, yeah. The last captain was uh, Max Power. Max. Um, what was he like, captain wise? Really good. Like, yeah, he'd make sure everyone was on it before a game. He'd yeah. tell he'd tell anyone if they weren't on it during the game. So he always kept you on your toes, and um, you know he was a good leader. To be honest. I like Max. Uh, he was he gave like everything for the, exactly. for the club really. Um, yeah, you, really could never say, you could never say he held anything back. He left everything out in the pitch. Totally, and he really bought into. I know a lot of the the, the players um, at, at this time. They really bought into the area and yeah. really like obviously go down to the local. You go in for a coffee and it'd be like, oh, there's Lyndon Gooch or Max Power, or yeah. that was that was like a really nice thing to see and. I really like Max. It was a shame the way it, his last kick was that shot against Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Steven Gerrard in his eyes, I think, at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a shame for him, really, because I think a lot of people kind of think, 
why didn't you just play it out wide and you know <laughs> I was, it, it, see sort of like that last two or three years or something, it was hard because of I think obviously the, where the club was and obviously the fans you can understand like how, how far they've dropped from the Premier League so there's going to be a lot of negativity and there's going to be a lot of sort of impatience so those sort of few years I thought it was it was tough in terms of like obviously there's going to be massive expectation you have to win every game at Sunderland if you don't yeah. you're going to be under massive pressure so um, with the amount of, play, the amount of players that was turned over because you know, we didn't get promoted automatically we didn't get up for the playoffs so it was, and I think since I think since the change of ownership, since since you know players were bought specifically for a manager's way of playing and stuff like that, yeah, um, you know, you, you see now it's helped. Away. Oh, totally. I mean, so you see, we've actually have a plan and we actually have identifiable targets rather than just going, oh, like he's available. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's kind of refreshing to see. It was more. The expectation is always going to be big, but it's like it, it was more the first season didn't help at all because then it was like not only do we think we should be beating these teams, we've really had enough. And it just <laughs> got it just got like more and more as, as it went on. Like I remember last season and we lost 3-1 at home against Lincoln mm. and Chris Maguire scored a hat-trick for Lincoln. <laughs> And it's just, you cannot, it was almost, we are never getting out of this league. We're just going to die here. What, I must ask Chris McGuire, what was uh, what was he like? I got all with Chris McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've see, I seen, seen the goals, actually. I've seen the celebrations. And everything, right, so. Celebration, I have to be honest, I did laugh quite a lot. I'm sure the stadium <laughs> was going off at the time, but <laughs> there was reasons for that. And then... Oh, um, yeah. But, no, like... You just, exactly, you have players like Chris Maguire, players like Aidan McGeady and stuff. That's why you understand why the fans, as soon as you lose a game, it's like, well, we should be winning that game, really. But, and then, well, I understand if I'm a Man United fan, so watching, oh, them, right. <laughs> watching them now getting beat at home all the time, getting beat away all the time. Oh, we watched that. Like, um... I'm turning into, like, a, back into a football fan now. Where yeah. Ready to punch the TV. So I sort of get that sort of feeling. Well, obviously, Man United haven't dropped as as far down in terms of a league, but I'm sure you know Sunderland fans coming from the Premier League down to League One and not getting up automatically. You can yeah, you can it. no, I think I mean Manchester United the the drop off the, the the from where they were a few years. I mean I watched that Brentford game and my word that was I stopped watching half time. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get any worse at least in the second half, but it could have been. But that's, like, that's another example of owners getting players that sort of that suit yeah. a manager and stuff like that. Well, owners that don't really care about the club. <laughs> well, no, well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, we all hear uh, Neville and I think the argument he had with Jamie Redknapp was, yeah. <laughs> it was just you know, it was great. He just cut. He just says how it is really, and it's but it's like Liverpool on on Monday night. It's, uh, you must be looking forward to that. It's uh, I don't know. Like we've seen, it. I watched them play Palace and they weren't great. To be fair, no, um, no, they started slowly. To be fair, but I'm Palace sure it'll be their kickstart. Palace, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've been we've been teams kickstarts a few times. To be fair, so I'm kind of very much related. Always well, like the team, the team that hasn't won a game in seven games, and we go and play them and they beat us. <laughs> well, that was just like honestly, like the amount of like 
I think last season, um, it's always, I think Connor Wickham, it went through its spell last season of Connor Wickham scored his only goal for Milton Keynes against us. <laughs> Haven't played for us. I think Tom <laughs> Flanagan ended up scoring against us for Shrewsbury. Maguire got the hat, Rick. It's always away. It's always, it's just mad. Teams must just look and go, oh, we'll play in Sunderland. I'll, it's all right, I'll score then. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Torres used to do it at Chelsea all the time. He wouldn't yeah. score for 20 games and he'd get a hat trick against us. But um, no, it's well, hopefully hopefully United turn a corner. But um, yeah, I think it's, it was good. Thanks for, thanks for looking back at that. It was, um, it was really interesting that. And I think, yeah, all the best with you. Yeah, you're coaching, you're, you're scouting, and um, I'm sure you'll be looking out for the results. So maybe we can. I've been doing well, anyway. I'm going to start it well. Start well, looking good. Alex Neil's a, a great manager. We just need to really need to tie him down to a new contract. I think he's on a roll in one. So get him, yeah. uh, get him sorted. I think we'll all be, all be okay. There seems to be a good atmosphere around the club at the moment. Yeah, I mean, even though we lost, we lost the other day, like Sheffield. It, we had ten men for an hour. And I think we, everyone's united again, and everyone's together. So it's it's good. It's good to be like back in a way. But good feeling, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. Well, thanks very much, uh, no Connor, for joining that. us. Um, well, uh, and all the best with everything, and uh, we'll speak soon. Cheers, all the best.